front-end developer for the first time in my career. User experience design. I'm a back-end developer. I mainly work with Drupal. Welcome to another episode of Behind the Screens, where we go beyond the code and into the community. I'm your host, Chris Albrecht. Let's dive in. Behind the Screens is made possible by Lullabot. Lullabot is a strategy design and development company where we turn great content into captivating user experiences. Find us on Twitter at Lullabot or in your browser at lullabot.com. We'd love to meet you. On this episode, we're going behind the screens with Matthew Saunders here at Drupal Camp Colorado. Matthew, you're currently the engineering lead for various programs over at Pfizer. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're doing there. Sure. So um, I've been uh, working in the Drupal community uh, since uh, about 2007. Um, and uh, um, my my roles have ranged from, from doing... Uh, uh, from being a, a, a project manager to managing uh, development teams to architecture across a variety of different uh, um, organizations, ranging from small, small, uh, um, small agencies to uh, groups like um, and, uh, like Examiner.com. Um, currently, my role is my main role is at Pfizer as engineering lead for a program called the Healthcare Provider Portal, which is a uh, package that allows countries to set up um, a portal that allows for educational opportunities, uh, for information about different uh, different products that are available, um, and other interactive elements um, for each of the countries that want to make use of it. I'm responsible for uh, managing the underlying software that, uh, that, uh, um, that drives each of these portals, which have unique content in and of themselves. Um, and uh, um, currently that is in Drupal 7. We're in the process of sorting out how we're going to move that into Drupal 8. Um, there are 40-some different uh, different companies, uh, uh, rather uh, countries, that are making use of, uh, of the portal um, in, a, in a variety of different ways. Um, and my other role is working on a system called Smart Suite, which is designed to to capture all of the different Pfizer assets, web web assets uh, across its ecosystem, at different breakpoints um, uh, across all of the different different uh, um, environments that these that these sites live in. And the reason that that's important is that um, the farm business is highly regulatory. And if you have a situation where content changes on a page, it can change what's called a claim. It can change the the idea of what a what a claim could be. So you could be in a situation where suddenly um, it seems like Advil um, isn't isn't uh, isn't being the claim isn't that it's for for muscle aches and uh, and uh, um, say fever. Maybe maybe by some accident it is claiming that it helps with uh, healing of bones or something like that, and that would be a, a violation of, uh, of regulations. So what we've done is we've built a system that takes takes a, a snapshot of each of the live assets and their um, variety of different uh, different. Um, environments that support that asset, different dev environments, stage, and production. And we're able to automatically compare um, um, before and after, whether it's yesterday's capture to today's capture, or or if we're doing an upgrade, we can compare um, a before upgrade and after upgrade. And it'll give us a percentage of, uh, of difference and allow us to take a look at a, a, a visual of what those differences are. 
that allows us to uh, allows us to uh, send our regulatory regulatory um, folks in and tell us whether a change is uh, is uh, significant in terms of uh, of uh, regulatory practices, or whether uh, we need to go through what's called uh, an RC review, a legal legal review, to make sure that it's still cool with the uh, with the uh, um, lawyers in the in the company. Wow, that's a for. What we're used to in Drupal, at least from my world, it's a lot of publishing and it's, the workflow is very different from what you just described you're using it for. So is Drupal used in both these situations you just described, both the projects? It's not. Um, Drupal is used for the for the portals, um, but for the, uh, for the uh, smart suite uh, um, uh, product, uh, it's, uh, it's a variety of different things um, ranging from, from AWS services uh, that are being combined using Laravel. Um, uh, to uh, uh, where, where we're, where we're gra- and and also custom. We've got a custom asset system that we pull information in that informs how the system works. So it's 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 running on Laravel for the most part. Have you found it difficult to sort of transition between Drupal and Laravel, or Drupal and these other systems, or to work with them together? Since your background is primarily in Drupal community. So it wasn't so difficult, and the reason is that most of the uh, engineers that are involved in the uh, in the Smart Suite project are also are also um, um, sort of expats to the Drupal community. Um, so they've got a good sense around around um, how that stack works. Not to mention, um, because most of the sites that uh, Pfizer is involved with are Drupal. Um, we need to be able to make sure that the that the uh, that the uh, capture software is able to access Drupal in in uh, in intelligent ways. For example, it'll it'll scan the XML sitemap, um, and it's expecting um, the format that uh, that Drupal Drupal provides us you know out of the box with the XML sitemap module. So there are all kinds of elements there that really have to fit together almost like a puzzle. Wow, that sounds really challenging. You're not working directly in this code anymore, though. You're managing a team of other engineers, other developers. Is that right? Yeah, I work with uh, with uh, the development teams to identify backlog um, of, of of features that we're going to we're going to um, tackle next. Um, I also work with uh, with end users a fair bit um, to figure out what features they need, whether it's on the portal side or or uh, or on the uh, or on the smart suite side. And there's a whole group of people that, that support that uh, those endeavors. So we've got you know product managers that are that are that are engaged in the, that sort of product managery kind of, uh, of of activities. And I act kind of like a bridge between the technical team and the uh, and the uh, and the management team, making sure that uh, as we uh, as we're making choices, those choices um, will fit within the uh, within the technologies that we're making use of. What is your your background before this? What, where you were primarily in the code, right? Not really. No. Um, um, I primarily I primarily have been a have been a project manager um, in the past and uh, and a uh, um, uh, and an architect um, and a site builder. Um, I mean, if you look at my uh, Drupal.org uh, um, profile, for example, you only see four code commits um, on my on my profile. What I've been mostly for my for my career is a is a is a technology a technology uh, translator, figuring out um, how to explain to to engineers what it is that a that a uh, that a uh, a client needs, and on the other end, 
um, explaining to a client what it is that the engineers are going to build and how they would interface with it. So I've been involved with information architecture. I've been involved with uh, with uh, with technical architectures. I've been involved with uh, site building and and uh, content management and those kinds of things. Um, um, so I mean, probably probably the probably the most technical job that I had was with Examiner when I was uh, the technical project manager, where I was really um, engaged in binding binding very very different teams together in order to produce a final product. Mm -hmm. I see. Okay, working with Pfizer now in these roles, so it's not too much of a departure from what you were doing before, but it sounds like you're. Being asked, you're working with more groups of people from end users to uh, the different development teams up through product. What's been the most challenging piece of of adapting to that role? So time zones, to be honest, um, because our team our team um, uh, really the extended team is all the way from Mauritius um, all the way across uh, uh, Europe keeping on going all the way through India and then back into into uh, into uh, North America so we we uh, we actually cross I think pretty much every time zone my gosh so there are times when 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 people need to make a choice I'm gonna I'm gonna be the guy this time that's gonna take the hit and have the painful meeting because um, either either I'm getting up at uh, four o'clock in the morning or somebody else is staying staying at work until until uh, until you know ten eleven o'clock in the evening um, so I think the time zones have been the have honestly been the toughest part of it. Are there any particular tricks that you have figured out to managing those time zones other than somebody getting somebody, up at four a.m. Somebody <laughs> takes the hit, <laughs> and and you and you uh, and you make sure that uh, as you're going through that the, those hits are are uh, are rotating. Yeah, it's yeah. not all on somebody. Yeah, that's a that seems fair. I think I would appreciate having it go. You know, you just have a turn in the order. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that sounds like a massive challenge to try and coordinate. And we have a few different people, a few different time zones we take into account for I mean, the company I work for, Lullabot. But definitely not as vast as that. That sounds like a real good, a real hard challenge to try and figure out. It's pretty out. nutty. It's pretty nutty. Um, uh, but you know, all the entire team is so great that uh, that uh, um, I don't think that anybody really minds that much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that's awesome. And I want to talk a little bit about your role with Drupal Camp Colorado because that's where we are today uh, here at the King Center for our, man. What is this? The eleventh, twelfth now? This is the eleventh year. Eleventh year. Yeah. We skipped one year, um, and that was the year after um, uh, DrupalCon Denver because we were all burned out because um, it was the local community. That was still when the uh, when the Drupal camps were, uh, rather the DrupalCons were being driven by by the local community. I think that might have been the last one. Mm. Um, and by the end of uh, end of 2012, we were all we were all just a hot mess. <laughs> um, but I've been involved um, in the camps since 2007. Um, back then it was about 14 people that were, um, that were attending, um, the year before DrupalCon, uh, Denver, we hit a maximum, you know, the largest number that we'd ever had, which was 600 and some people. Um, it was, it was a very large camp. Um, and, and I feel like we kind of lost momentum after, after, uh, DrupalCon because we skipped that year. So we, you know, we've been having modest-sized uh, events since then, um, be, you know, ranging between 130 and 170 people, which you know that's that's not a terrible size camp, but no, uh, no. but um, but it's definitely smaller than the uh, than the uh, vast number of people that came in in uh, in 2011. Um, I've been acting as the director for for the camp for oh gosh, um, I guess 
I guess since when it was in Boulder. Um, and, uh, um, this year, this year we, uh, expanded our, our, uh, volunteer pool quite a bit. Um, so I've been a little bit more hands off this year, which was really good. Um, cause last year it was very, it was pretty intense. Um, our, our we had about uh, 10 or 12 volunteers and it was pretty, pretty, uh, pretty, uh, a significant amount of work for the people that were involved. But this year we ended up with about 30 people who were actively involved in, in helping, uh, helping, uh, put the camp together. And I think it shows. Yeah, that's amazing. I've seen everyone's wearing a green shirt if you're a volunteer for this year's uh, volunteer shirt. So you're very easy to spot. And I've seen so many green shirts coming around. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really great to have that many people come out. Because when more people volunteer, each volunteer's responsibility is a little bit less. Right. So it almost doesn't feel like you're working right. to an extent. Well, and it never feels like it, it's work anyway. Once, once the event happens, these things tend to take on their own life. And as long as you've got the room set up, um, you know, if something goes wrong, almost anybody's willing to jump in and kind, kind of figure out what's going on and how to, how to solve a problem. Um, so, you know, and, and this community, this local community is just terrific. They, they all, they all understand if something doesn't go quite right. Um, uh, but by and large, you know, once we get to the event, they just kind of run themselves. That's amazing. It's a really, I love hearing from people who are in the middle of organizing or have been a part of organizing a local event or local camp. It's, and even the people who aren't part of organizing it value the camps and these events, these local communities so much. So it's great to hear that the, the vibe is like that. And I would agree if something were to drop, there would be a million people right there ready to help out. It's just the nature of the community. So I like to kind of flip things around a little bit. We've talked about some of the work in the community now. So Matthew, if you woke up tomorrow and found the internet had just vanished, what's the first thing you're going to do? I think I would probably find uh, the local theater company and see whether I couldn't get back into doing lighting design. Uh, that was my previous life uh, before I got into 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 uh, into technology. Um, and uh, while while a, a ton of that stuff is uh, is uh, using some some pretty sophisticated electronics these days, if if all let's say that that all went away, I could still run a manual board if I had to. Um, so that yeah, that's what I think I'd probably do. Wow. What are some of the shows that you've worked on in the past? Oh my goodness! Um, um, probably a half dozen uh, uh, different uh, different uh, uh, Shakespeare festivals I've worked on, um, but maybe the the uh, the most interesting thing, most fun thing that uh, that I ever worked on um, was uh, a traveling show of Mister Dress Up. Now, Mister Dress Up. Uh, is kind of like Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood in the, in the United States. In my previous life, I lived in Canada. And um, he, at, that, at one point, this guy that, uh, that uh, did Mr. Dress Up did a tour around, uh, around uh, uh, Canada. And at that point, I was working in a road show. Um, and uh, out of the blue, I found myself um, doing the follow spot for, uh, for, uh, for, this, uh, for this traveling show, which was sort of weird and wacky and, and strange. And it was odd having, seeing all these tiny little children showing up in the, in the theater. And uh, it was, you know, a ton of fun. It was good. Sounds like a fun job. Wow. Now I'm going to poke you for a little bit of your Drupal knowledge now. Uh, what is your spirit module? I think it sh- it's probably the bad judgment uh, module. <laughs> I think I think that that would be it. Um, you know, sometimes sometimes uh, um, decisions that you make um, on the surface seem like they may be maybe the uh, maybe maybe not the smartest thing, but then you find that they kind of kind of morph and uh, and end up being just the right thing, just the, mm. the you know the perfect thing that you. Uh, uh, couldn't have imagined prior to making that decision. 
I like that. That's another unique answer. I get so many great unique answers to that question. That's wonderful. And finally, I always wrap it up with, if you could give a little thanks and gratitude to somebody along the way. We've all had a little help, I think, mm -hmm. in our careers. Um, it's hard to pick one person sometimes, yeah. but if you could think of anybody, who would you like to say thank you to? So in the Drupal community, um, honestly, I would say um, uh, CHX. Um, when I, a number of years ago, when I was working uh, for a small agency, um, um, the opportunity for me to work um, uh, on the examiner project um, came up because Charlie uh, recommended me to Mike Myers as being a, a project manager that could help shepherd that project along. And if he hadn't, if he hadn't um, um, sort of made that made that recommendation, um, I believe that my career would be in a completely different place than it is today. Um, that experience catapulted me in in a way in sort of sort of uh, in stature in the community to a point where um, I was able to uh, take on pretty much any project that I wanted, and it was also one of the one of the uh, one of the ways that I ended up um, ended up uh, cycling onto the uh, in, onto the Drupal Association board. Um, so I, I think I think I, I would have to I would have to say thank you very much, Charlie. Um, you've been a good friend. That's great. Oh, wonderful. Thank you for taking a few minutes, Matthew. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. Whether you're learning how to build sites with Drupal or diving into the code, there are community-powered camps, summits, sprints, and trainings happening all over the world. Find all of these and more at DrupalCal.com. And of course, if you want to boost your Drupal chops from the comfort of your own home, point your browser to DrupalEyes.me and stuff your brain full of carefully crafted videos and tutorials.